this is a little bit of about us, um, just so you know who's talking to you. And uh, we're honestly just two regular guys. Um, we've had a lot of experience. Um, we've had a lot to overcome, a lot of growth, um, a lot of setbacks. Um, it's it's our pleasure to do this. It's exciting for us to be able to, to talk to you as just kind of two guys, you know, we'll be here and have this opportunity, especially with the tools that we have based on our experience and our willingness to be vulnerable, talk a little bit about it, right? Um, I think male vulnerability is something that's happening more and more because our society is allowing us to live in that, you know, as a man, like my, my dad, vulnerability, He's not, he's not doing that. <laughs> he's not doing that, right? But, and he is, he actually is. He's better now, I think, but because it's becoming more normalized. But, you know, for two guys to sit down and be like, hey, let's, let's kind of open ourselves up is, is a tall order um, for, any, for anybody, I think. Um, you know, for me, I've got, you know, I've got a lot of stuff that I have overcome and I've worked through and, and it's been really difficult. And, you know, distant stuff, recent stuff. Um, there's just a lot. And I know Reed, you have too. And all of us have, I mean, that's the point is we got to embrace the suck. Right. So, cause that's mm-hmm. life. Uh, it's interesting. You mentioned vulnerability, a huge fan of the New Zealand, all blacks, massive fan. I do a lot of talks and I bring in some of their stuff and I just did a thing with sport New Zealand the other day. And I was like geeking out. Cause that's like, man, that would be a dream to spend right. some time with them. One of the things that I found out about them a couple of years back was they they brought in therapists, not just sports psychologists and performance experts and all that, but therapists. And the idea was that if they were having a day, they could go to the coach and say, I'm having a day. I need to talk to somebody. These are 220, 230 pound, all muscle men that beat the livid snot out of each other to warriors. And yet they were allowed to be vulnerable. And it's like, man, if they can, well, <laughs> why can't I? You know, it's interesting. Well, first, I feel like we should have a therapist in here with us during this. <laughs> But honestly, you know, it's, it's crazy how our culture is changing, even our military, right? I'm prior military and I know people who are still active duty and they can take a training time out, but also it's a necessity, right? Let's talk about that. Let's get that out there. Unfortunately, mental health, there's nothing, when you hear mental health, there's nothing that makes you think about health, right? You hear mental health and it's all about how people are unhealthy and everybody's like, oh, are you doing the work? Are you doing the work? Are you doing the work? Right. And I think that, I mean, you've been married for 62 years or something. And how long have you been married? 62 years. Okay. <laughs> Going up on 20. Going yeah. Up on 20. So, you know, and you're doing it right. Your family's amazing. Um, I tried it. Didn't necessarily work out for me. But, you know, what I'm finding is that men are more and more being able to discuss who they are and what they want, what they need. It's not a hidden thing anymore. It's it's exciting in ways, but it's also scary. And it should be. It should be a little scary. You know, if you're not a little nervous. I mean, we we really put this tone on emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence, right? And then, okay, cool. Well, what about integrating that? What about the fitness portion, right? What about the emotional fitness portion? And, and how fit are you, right? Mind, body, emotions, you, you, you can be fit in all of those areas. Honestly, the more fit you are in all three of those, the better, more cohesive you're going to be. I think the mental, the mental fitness portion is so clutch and you don't get there unless you use it. You don't get, I mean, you you can study chemistry your whole life until you're in a lab, you're not doing it, right? So you put yourself out there. As a man, it's a little more difficult, but say what you need, simple. 
I agree. Emotional fitness. That's huge. Cause it's a lot of times it's about, it's, it feels medical. It feels like we're putting band-aids or pills on things. We're trying to fix things after they're broken and emotional fitness is the idea that, well, I'm going to be fit so that it doesn't break that I can bend a little bit, but not break. And uh, you know, it's like, I think about my back for years. I couldn't lift weights. My son gets me back under the bar. I'm lifting weights again. Does my back still hurt once in a while? Yeah. Do I still have those days where I think I'm going to throw it out? Yes. But I feel much more comfortable knowing I can pick things up and do things now because I have created that fitness level to support it. Same yeah. thing with our brains. Yeah. You? you know, it goes along with the book, right? We're, we're using the, you, the book you wrote, the Spartan mindset. It talks about the intentionality, right? Of the words. Well, how about the intentionality of our emotions? How, how do we direct those? And which which way do we want to go with that? And what kind of person do we want to be? Do we want to be the kind of person that everybody likes and everybody reveres? Or we want to be the kind of person that we like, which ironically, if we like ourselves, the people that we want to like us will, right? The people that are, and that's actually not true. Maybe I don't agree with that. Maybe it's not the kind of people that we want to like us, right? Because there's some people that don't have substance that we want to be part of. But people are always going to see you in a certain light. They're going to hear something and make judgments. It's just what they do. And I have talked a lot. I've put a lot of work in myself. This is my divorce. 2015 was a really hard year. And I pretty much just dated Brene Brown, right? A lot of cognitive behavioral therapy, a lot of CBT, just her and I for like, you know, a couple years. And, you know, I talk about doing the work, doing the work. And about a month ago, I had a realization that I don't like that because when I'm saying I don't get that good feeling, right? Like put in the work. And I think a lot of guys hear that and they're like, oh my God, like more work. I have to do so much work, right? I'm judged on the work that I do. And the simple fact of the matter is when you go to work, when you think of work, you get to clock out. You get to leave at the end of the day. At some point, you get to leave it behind you. This isn't work. It's a process. You didn't get to where you are. You didn't get to the mental state, the emotional state that you are in your life right now by clocking out. It's always the, the factors that impact you. There's always things that are coming at you and how you handle them. And it's like, what was the quote that your dad said? I'll never judge you by what happens to you. I'll judge you by how you react to it. So we've been developing reactions, hmm. right? And, and instead of maybe appropriate responses. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, you know, you talk about that, you know, how, how does... How does what I'm saying right now kind of relate to the book a little bit? Meaning, how are you feeling? How does that fit in to what you're trying to put out in your message to help people with their intentionality? I think you make a really good point about the react respond. The whole point of the book is to get people to understand that the language you use can either cause these visceral reactions in the amygdala and the fear center of the brain. You're such a nerd. Yeah, right? <laughs> I am. You're right to the amygdala. I, <laughs> right love to the, I love it, though, but I love it. I in the have brain. Her, yeah. It's in the brain. <laughs> and, and, the, and the thing is, is that is, is, is when you are in a fear state, when you're in that fight or flight state, logic goes out the window, processing goes out the window, and... And so the book is about getting us into the state where we're still logical, we're still thinking things through, and using words that either trigger instant reactions that are positive because we've trained on them. You know, I have words that I've worked with my athletes right. on for years that when I use that word, it causes a brain reaction that they, they instinctually do what is expected at that moment. There's other times where you want to use words where it's keeping person in that frontal lobe. You said earlier about armed forces and the screaming and everything. There is some science behind the idea that when you train at high stress situations and you're overloaded with the screaming and everything, you're shutting down the logic of the brain. Like screaming causes people's brains to shut down the logic piece and the amygdala takes charge. The, the lizard brain is in control. And the thought is, and they did this with the New Zealand All Blacks actually, was put them back in those situations. Instead of screaming obscenities or whatever at them, yell out 
questions, question them. So the brain is staying active and processing. So they're still screaming at the New Zealand Allbacks right. in a sense, but the screaming is now directed at what do you see? How do you solve it? Fix the problem. And if you listen huh. to like operators talk, they always make comments about like stay on the problem. Stay special the operators, problem. special yes. operations, right? Special ops. And they Got talk it, about right. like staying on the problem. And that means they're in these extremely high stress because could die situations. And yet they have to keep the logic brain going. So somebody's always going, stay on the problem, stay on the problem, right? Solve it. We can solve this. And that's where the big difference is, is yeah, and you're right, we do need breaks. I'm not armed forces. And so for me in my daily life, somebody might yell at me and my reaction is going to be one where the brain shuts down because I haven't been trained to that 40% level where I can go beyond what my body thinks it can or I can, you know. So yeah. I do know that I'm not that's an elite operator. But the whole point of the book is, is that as an everyday person, if we start to be more intentional with our language, we can actually start to respond and elicit responses out of people rather than create more reactions. So we can stay in that Spartan mindset versus shutting it off and becoming yeah. a lizard. But but truly, right? I mean, there is there is something for that. I think, man, it's a fight or flight, right? And I think men tend to lean more toward the fight. And, and that's not necessarily true for all men. Right. Some give away. You know what? Maybe maybe that's not even true at all. Maybe everyone is just different and people come because I know women that they're going to stand up for what they think, what they believe. They're, they're, they're coming at you with men. It's a little different, I think, because raising our voice isn't acceptable to be heard. And that's why I think that part of the process. Right. Because I don't want to call it the work anymore. And that's what I was getting at before is I don't want to call it the work. It's the journey. Because yeah, it's the process. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a process and it never ends, yeah. right? So it is a process. It's not the work. What is it really work or is it just part of what you need to do yeah. to find yourself and to be happy with who you are? And you owe that to yourself. It really is, right? Think about the things that you lose by not doing it. I mean, people have, under, they don't realize what's lost by just not, just not making the process better. And People are like, oh, well, the work just, it's, it's, it's hard. It gets hard. It's so hard, right? And, you know, I've been there where I'm like, I want to stop doing the work. And really, it's just, I want to see where I am in the process. And I want to ride the process for a little bit, right? My accomplishments. I want to ride my accomplishments. I'm sitting in a room full of your accomplishments right now, right? All the stuff on the wall. Well, my accomplishments are the work that I've done. So if I'm with a person and we're doing the work or the process, sometimes, all right, well, let's just... Let the tide of the process take us. Let's enjoy the fruits of our labors. So it's not about being in a constant state of that work or that process. Sometimes you just settle the process. So if you settle down on forcing the work and it works itself out. Yeah, reframe it. Re, so reframe and rewire the concept, right? It's not, I, I have to work on my emotional fitness or I have to work on it. How about... I get the opportunity to be on this journey. 100%. And that's so early on, I used to talk about the learning journey. And I said that because I didn't want to see learning as work. I didn't want to see studying and being a geek as like a burden. So it's like, no, I'm on this learning journey. Right. And it's the same thing that you're talking about. It's, it's yeah, a process. Yeah, yeah so. for sure. And that's exactly right. I mean, and we fall flat on our face. It's part of the journey. I mean, oh my God. We we lose stuff. We gain stuff. People aren't going to like who we are when we're thoroughly vulnerable. And that's going to hurt like hell. And I, I mean, from experience, right? That hurts. Yeah. And it takes a while to get over, right? But all that is is a chance to build that fitness up, right? Because there's different areas of that fitness. It's uh, It can be intense, but... It can also be good when you start to see the process work and you start to see 
your enjoyment come back. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I would agree. And it's funny because the whole emotional fitness concept, I was on a podcast the other day and we were talking about it and, and I, I kept saying that it's, it's a muscle mindset, resilience, all it's a muscle. It needs to be worked every day. Just like I'm going to go to the gym or my muscles will, right. will atrophy that ability to be resilient, that ability to have emotional fitness, that ability to respond to situations versus instinctually react is a muscle and it needs to be trained. So I love the idea of emotional fitness because it gets that, it creates that image in your brain of, Oh, this is something that I, I will train daily. And I think for men, it, for men, especially it allows us some grace because we all had day one in the gym, mm-hmm. right? Or we've all had day one in the in, in the college classroom or whatever was important to us, mm-hmm. right? We've all had day one there. So, you know, I, I think that for me, having grace is difficult. You have these expectations that you place upon yourself and, and it's rough. It's rough, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, there's so much coming at you. The fitness portion allows a gray area, allows grace. Yeah. But the question is, will you allow yourself to take that grace and say, okay, I'm not great at this yet. Throw the yet in there. What does that look like? We should all be yetis. <laughs> right? I love it. The yeti. We should. Let's just do that. <laughs> like, right? Trademark that. That is, yes, we're yetis. We're Let's yetis. be yetis, man. I'm into it. <laughs> I think that's a good, a good, solid foundation. I'm a Yeti. We're going to get shirts made. I love it. I love it. The Yeti. (laughs) So it's funny because going back to what you were saying a little bit ago, and then you just touched on it a second ago, uh, the idea of how men should act and behave in our society, there's that term toxic male that's been thrown around a lot or alpha male. Here's my thing about that. We were, all of us have grown up in certain societies that have told us how we should act, think, feel, and, you know, behavioral norms, mores. For us, it's not a toxic male. For me, it's a mythical male. We this this image has been oh, created cool. yeah. of this man that's supposed to exist that none of us can ever reach. Whether it was the marble man in the old days or whatever, none of us are ever going to achieve what that marbleized, cut into stone statue of a male really is. We're never going to get there. So it's just a mythical male that we're chasing. How about we embrace who we are and what the huh. tools we've been given in this world? And like, I don't care if I never become a Spartan. You know, like if I never look like a Spartan or act like a Spartan, because that's a mythical male that I'll never reach. Like, I don't want to be that. I want to be me. I want I want to be the very best that I can show up in my moment, and not chase down some mythical male that I'll never catch. What's ironic about that, too, is all of those mythical males are stoic. Yeah. If I think about it, if I'm thinking about it, find one that's like, you hurt my feelings. The Marlboro <laughs> man, like, oh, you hurt my feelings. That's not. No. Feelings what are you talking are about right now? You know what I mean? As he's lighting like, up a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And they're all stoic, right? So we, yeah. as men, we're, we're over here trying to, you know, put that defense up, right? But again, that wall, that wall, I mean, the wall I lived with for 40 years that I still struggle with, the wall against hurt, the wall against pain, the wall against judgment is also the same wall that keeps out happiness. Yes, you were talking about that earlier, and I was thinking about this. I was on a podcast about a half hour ago. Yeah, I was talking about we that. We were talking about that, right? So yeah, it was this wall, podcast. Was you this fortified your yeah. heart. So you thought you were building a fort, and then right. when you stood in the middle of your fort one day, you went, "Heck, I'm in a prison." Yeah, you build well, a you prison defend against your heart. everything. That's yeah. the thing. You defend and you're, against everything. You're trapped in yeah. there, but nobody. You can't interact with anything outside of that wall that right. you created. It allows a situational happiness. Yeah. Right. What's next? Right. And then you're living quantifiable. 
well, what car do I have? Does my, but then it doesn't matter. Oh, I got this new car. I got this new car. It's a hundred thousand dollars. It's amazing. I love it. But for how long until you see somebody driving a $130,000 car, right? And, and we hear so much about that, right? But to be fair, it would be awesome. Be great to have a hundred thousand dollar car. That's great. Right. And we're not all there yet. Some of us are, and that's awesome. But, but at the end of the day, you take all that away and where are you? Like, again, strip all that. And I say this having an understanding that I'm hypocritical when I'm saying this, right? Because do I desire those things? Yes, absolutely. But I'm also in process of getting myself to a place that I can look at myself and just be fired up for who I am without looking around for confirmation. Oh, not chasing the mythical man anymore. You're on your own journey. Yeah, it's tough. And you, you've, you've been on those journeys. You've done that. Yeah. I mean, you wrote a book, right? That's a journey in and of itself. It was. It was a fun journey, too. It's just funny because I wrote it before 2019, and 2019 was one of the worst years of our life, my, my wife and I. And that was a journey in and of itself. But to now see the book being published, wrote it before 2019, edited it obviously last year and now it's coming out 2023 and it's like so in that journey i was on a high i was on a very deep low and now i'm back up on a really big high yeah and it's, that's why i'm like oh you just embrace well, you kind of match the country the world. <laughs> i'm just following the yeah trend, i so. think that's the trend <laughs> that's no fun it's so no but that's on. a good point is we're all in that right so when i go oh when i sit and talk about what a rough year 2019 is how many people are shaking their heads going yeah 2020 was that for me 2021 was that for me 2022 was that maybe 2023 starting all that way because we all the one thing about the pandemic that helped us all realize is that everybody goes through crap and and everybody has really sucky days and sucky years in the past we didn't realize who was having them but when 2020 came around we all had it all at once and i think that's what opened the door for us to realize how how bad the mental health situation was is because everybody was sort of just sucking wind at the same time. So everybody, <laughs> listen to to this, yeah. you know, we're all, so you may still be sucking wind. You may not be on the high. I'm on a little bit of high, but guess what? Those highs can go away like that, depending on our mindset, depending on how well we've trained our emotional fitness. And so yeah. my key is to mitigate the highs so that they're not so high that I feel like I'll never get back there and mitigate the lows. So they're not so low that I don't feel like I can never climb it. But how do you do that without building that wall, right? It's just sitting in it. Man, that sucks. Yeah. So you instead know? of building the wall, you have to start building a path, right? You have to start building a path yeah. to wall. If you take the bricks that were building a wall around you and you put them onto a path, that's the path you're, that's the journey you're taking for life. That's the development process you were talking about. This is like analogy central right now. That's because my geeky nerdy brain, our geeky nerdy brains go there. We, we, apparently, <laughs> we apparently have solved everything for that's the planet. It? episode right two and we're done we're done thanks for we're listening done. yeah we're, we're done we got episode it. three is just a recap yeah, what of is, episode two it'll come uh, out in like 50 years so that we can prove that we'll, everything we just now said is yeah. right so wait 50 years and episode three will come out it is a traditional male podcast we're just going to come on and be like we told you so that's exactly and what then, i was just thinking I and then we're done so. and then we're done that's it <laughs> yep that's perfect that's why you don't touch a hot stove <laughs> yeah all right. all right guys well thanks for listening we appreciate it we love being able to do this kind of be ourselves and talk a little bit to make you guys everybody kind of feel like they're not alone right everybody's kind of going through something we appreciate you listening and don't chase that mythical man or woman just be yourself we'll see you next episode